Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com and FightfulMMA.com. Here we are to preview UFC 251 on Fight Island, Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. Now, I, I know there are plenty of you that are going, why, why the hell are UFC doing this? Why are they doing an island? Why are they doing this? Well, there are a few reasons for this. Now, not necessarily one that explains why Masvidal and Usman will fight there, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Fight Island is so the UFC can utilize some of their international fighters that cannot make it to the United States during the COVID-19 pandemic. As a result, UFC has put together a 13-fight card, and honestly, the main card is very good, although I don't agree with some of the booking. We'll, we'll take a look at it, see how that all unfolds. Altogether, this is a great show. I mean, there are a lot of fighters on this show that probably should be ranked, that aren't ranked. Uh, there are some some really good, just some really good matchups, some really good fighters from top to bottom. I'm not all that excited to watch a 13 fight event again, but you know what? I could do worse things on a Saturday night during a, a pandemic, during a a global pandemic situation, epidemic, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, but this show is uh, a really good one. Let's go ahead and get into it. Davy Grant. A plus 155 taking on the minus 175 Martin Day. Uh, I, I like the betting lines where it is here. I think Davy Grant is higher level. I think he's going to end up taking this one. Uh, Davy is a guy who, when you look at his body of work in the UFC, it has not been a consistent one. And he has been around for, God, seven years. And for th- for two and a half years, we didn't see him fight. He tore his meniscus. Uh, he got pulled from the Douglas Andrade fight. Uh, it, it just, he, he cannot stay in the cage. He had a staph infection in 2018. <clears throat> he didn't fight at all in 2017. I mean, we didn't see him fight in 14, 15, or 17 at all, and this is his first fight of the year. I do think he's higher level, but at the same time, it would not shock me at all to see Martin Day, who is who was much more active, <clears throat> Take him out. 
Now, the thing is, Day has had trouble getting into the cage of late as well. Up next, you have Vanessa Mello, a plus 200 against the minus 240, Carol Rosa. I like Rosa here. Rosa has a lot more experience, a lot more high-level experience. That fight with Julia Avila, they just eventually had to to (laughs) kick it to the curb. They tried to schedule it in October, in April, in May, and in June, and it just wasn't going to happen. But now she's going to face Vanessa Mello, who has not had a good run of it in the UFC. I see Rosa taking her down, ending this one. Marcin Tybura, a minus 105 against the minus 115 Max Grishin. So this fight, the thing is, you would, based on their name value and all that stuff, you would say, oh, Marcin Tybura is probably more experienced. Not so much. 24 fights is compared to about 40 for Max Grishin. But Max Grishin was a former uh, light heavyweight. He competed in PFL to great success as a light heavyweight. But now he's moved to the UFC and he's uh, competing as a heavyweight. I don't know if I feel good with even odds here as good of a light heavyweight as he is. And I mean, he's a very, very good one. I mean, he's lost one fight since, I think, 2012. Sorry about that. I think out of his last like 23, 24 fights, he's got one loss. Man, but uh, Marcin Tybura, I can't pretend like I've got a ton of confidence in him taking this one. He beat Sergey Spivak. He beat Stefan Struve. He beat Andrei Arlovsky. But I don't think we're we're ever going to accuse any of those fights of, of being just like barn burners or anything. And the UFC, I think, would probably let him go if he loses again. The guy's making 136000 when he wins. I think I'm going to go with Grishin here. I think I got to rock with him. I'll tell you a fight I'm excited for. Uh, Zaleski to Santos, a plus 110 against Muslim Salikov. So here's the thing. I don't, for the life of me, understand why the UFC rankings at welterweight do not have Dos Santos ranked. He has, let's see... I think he's won seven of his last eight fights. Do I think that, that Salikov could win this fight? Yeah, I sure do. But at the same time, this guy has, has I don't want to say been to the mountaintop, so to speak, in Dos Santos. But he has fought consistently. And I'm actually, I, I think I am going to pick him to win this. At plus 110, I'm surprised he's the underdog. I thought that this would be probably... A minus 105, minus 115 fight. But you look at Salikov and, and his willingness to do whatever it takes to win. We've seen him win, or I've seen him win, with spinning heel kicks, with arm triangles. He had those great fights in 2000. Or no, I think it was April of 2018 and then September of 2019. And then he came right back like a month and a half later and beat Staropoli. But I, I got to give the edge to Dos Santos here. Leonardo Santos, a minus 175 against Roman Bogatov. I've said this before in the past. There are some of these guys you got to wonder when their day is going to come. And Leonardo Santos is 40 years old. But 
Leonardo Santos is a 40-year-old who has not lost since 2009. I know a lot of you don't even realize this. Leonardo Santos has been in the UFC since 2013, and he has not lost a fight. The only problem is, like others, he has trouble getting in the cage. He didn't fight in 2018 because he got pulled from the Nick Lentz fight. He didn't fight in 2017 because Aubin Mercier got hurt. He uh, got pulled from his Evan Dunham fight in 16, twice. 2015, uh, he, he, I don't think he had one in 2015 that got canceled. I think Wyman got hurt. But we're looking at, I think, seven, eight fights in the UFC. He hasn't lost yet. So I get him being the favorite. Roman Bogatov is only tested in M- M1. And he's fought some good fighters in M1. Like, he's not fighting scrubs there. I think these odds should be probably a little bit closer just because I'd like to see Santos be in the cage a, a little bit more consistently before I'm willing to willing to to pick him over a surging up and comer. Rollin Paiva, a minus one seventy five against Zuma Gulov. I'm not going to pretend how to pronounce Zalgas Zuma Gulov, a plus one fifty five. But I do have Paiva winning this fight. I, I think. That's a a fair bet at flyweight. I, I like this fight. I like that they're still adding to the flyweight roster. But Paiva is nineteen and three. He ended that that rough streak from last year by coming back and knocking out Mark De La Rosa. So I think he's going to emerge as a, as as a contender. He's only twenty four years old. Also, to the Zaleski to Santos point. If they wouldn't have went with Masvidal and they said, oh, Usman against him, I'd be like, you know what? Okay, I could see that fight happening. Makwan Amir Khani, a minus 210 against the plus 175 Danny Henry. I think Amir Khani is probably going to take this one. I don't want to say with relative ease or anything like that. Uh, but we're going to have to see some hands from from Danny Henry here. And we've not seen him... KO or TKO anybody since uh, I think about four years ago. Makwan Amir Khani is all too excited to end a fight. Uh, I'm sure pretty quickly. Uh, if I were Henry, I would press the action. That seems to be when Amir Khani has a little bit of trouble. But Amir Khani, every time he gets a little bit of momentum, he drops one. He did that when he came in the UFC and lost three or he won three fights and then lost one. Then he was gone for a full year. Won two fights, lost one, so here we are again. I think Amir Khani takes this one. Jiri Prochaka, a plus 140 against Volkan Ozdemir, minus 160. I love this fight. Really dig this fight. I think this one's a little bit closer than the odds makers say. Ozdemir has emerged, though, after really looking like his, his career was on the downturn. Beat the brakes off of uh, Eler Latifi. He beat Alexander Rakic. But when I, I look at Jiri, he's coming in from Ryzen with all this hype. He beat C.B. Dalloway. He beat Fabio Maldonado. He beat King Mo. He beat Brandon Halsey. All those people have seen better days. But you know what? Volkan Ozdemir has seen better days as well. Here's the thing. Jiri, 27 years old. Volkan, 30 years old. This is a glimpse at two guys who are probably going to be around in this division 
for quite a while. I like the betting line where it is. I favor Ozdemir a little bit, so that minus 160 compared to Giri's plus 140. I don't know if that's one I can put five on. And right now, there there aren't a lot of great options for I got five on it picks. But I'll give you one. Jose Aldo, plus 180 against the minus 220 Peter Yan. I don't think Jose Aldo should have this fight. I think it should be Aljamain Sterling. I think it was ridiculous that he was getting a title fight to begin with. I think it's ridiculous that he's getting one now. I do not like it. I think Peter Yan is going to win this fight. But if Jose Aldo wins it, good for him. Good for Jose Aldo. I just hope that this leads to him not quitting all the time now or saying he's going to go play soccer or something like that. But look at this. He lost to Conor McGregor, lost the title. He comes back seven months later and gets an interim title shot. He loses the featherweight championship to Max Holloway. He... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Comes back later, six months later, and gets a featherweight title shot. He loses back-to-back fights, keep in mind, to Volkanovski and Marias, and he gets a title shot seven months later. This, this is Jose Aldo's third championship fight in four years coming off of a loss. Come on, man. Come on. The guy is three and five in his last eight. He's two and four in his last six. Is he one of the greatest of all time? You damn right he is. Did I think that he beat Marlon Marias? It was real close. Had he got it, I'd be fine with that. However, you look at Aljamain Sterling and what he's done. Is Jose Aldo going to, to really change the, change this card significantly as, as far as buys go? I don't think so. Aljamain Sterling's won five in a row. He's won seven of his last eight. He should be getting this title fight. He should have gotten it before the Sandhagen win, but you know what? He hadn't fought in a year, so I'm fine with that. It's time to give him this title shot. It should not be Aldo. I think Peter Yan's going to win this. Uh, Peter Yan is next level. And again, Aldo has been. But, you know, what we're looking at right now, Peter Yan has stepped into the UFC and had a great run. Beat Faber, Dodson, Rivera. Really great. So I, I see him emerging victorious here. 
Probably going to go all five. Jessica Andrade, a plus 175 against the minus 210 Rose Namajunas. Now, here's the thing. Namajunas has not fought since losing to Andrade. So I got to put five on it here, even though I think Rose Namajunas is going to win this fight. Rose Namajunas was having her way with Jessica Andrade before the slam happened, and now Rose Namajunas knows better. I'm just glad to see Rose Namajunas fighting. I'm just thrilled to see her back in the cage. The pressure of a champion, that what what many thought was maybe a fable, maybe a myth. It ain't a fable, it ain't a myth. Look at look at Rose Namajunas. She said it that she was almost relieved that she didn't have to compete for that championship anymore. So this with both women coming off of losses makes a ton of sense to me. Now, do I like that going back three years, Rose Namajunas has had two opponents? Nah, not really. But you know what? This is one of those situations that I look look at and I say, man, I get to watch Rose Namajunas fight. And she's really good. She's way better than than even her record indicates at 8-4. and four. She's closer to 14-4 and four if you include her amateur fights and her, her exhibition fights. But you gotta, you gotta look at this. Rose Namajunas came into Invicta seven years ago. Seven and a half years ago. She came into Invicta seven and a half years ago as a 20 year old prospect. And here she is, a 20, 28 year old woman, matured, refined. I have her winning this fight and I, I, I think she's probably gonna run away with it. Plus 600 is Paige Van Zant. Minus 900 is Amanda Rebus. I gotta put five on Van Zant. I don't think she's gonna win, but that rounds out my I got five on it. Paige Van Zant also much better than anybody gives her credit for, but here's the problem. She hasn't fought in a year and a half. Before that, she hadn't fought in a year. Before that, she hadn't fought in 13 months. She is a part-time fighter now, and she says things like, oh, I could have got a, a, an actual job and made as much as I did uh, in the UFC. Well, I mean, that's because her arm keeps breaking, quite, frank, quite frankly, and that sucks. I hate that for her. But she is a much better technical fighter than anybody gives her credit for, but she's also a very outspoken fighter. And the UFC really likes Amanda Rebus right now. Why do they like Amanda Rebus? Well, she's on a hot streak. Paige Van Zant isn't. But what Paige Van Zant is, is a big name. What Paige Van Zant is, is an outspoken fighter. And if she decides to, quite honestly, would not shock me if Paige Van Zant was fighting for one FC this time next year. Would not shock me one bit. Or Bellator. I think one FC is more likely. I think they'll make her a good offer. I think UFC knows this. They're putting her in a fight with Amanda Rebus that I think they want and know that she's going to lose, and I think she will. But a plus 600? Plus 600? Give me that one. Another fight I do not understand why is being made. Minus 235, Alexander Volkanovsky running it back against Max Holloway, a plus 195, because this fight just happened, and Volkanovsky beat him. Fair and square. So now Max Holloway, who again, really great featherweight champion. He defended it four times. But you know what? If you defend it that many times and you lose a really close fight that could have went either way, 
I'd say, okay, maybe. He didn't do that. Max Holloway lost this fight fair and square. He lost it. I'm not going to say one-sided, but it was a definitive victory for Alexander Volkanovsky. Now, the issue is, it's like, well, if if not him, who else? I, I don't care. Max Holloway, on this card, fighting somebody else and winning, and then his opponent, Alexander Volkanovsky, fighting uh, Zabit, that makes a lot of sense. And the winner facing Max Holloway, that makes a lot more sense as opposed to going right over to, okay, well, what if Volkanovsky beats Max Holloway twice? Well, if Max Holloway beats Alexander Volkanovsky twice, I, what the hell are you expecting from him? Well, is he going to go back to lightweight? Maybe. Would he do okay there? Probably. But he, I don't want to ever see him fight Volkanovsky again under any circumstance. I mean, this is not like Shevchenko and Nunez, where it's like the greatest bantamweight and featherweight of all time against the greatest flyweight of all time. I'd be willing to watch them fight a third time. It's Max Holloway, who might lose twice in the featherweight division as champion, and the guy who's roadblocking him. I think Volkanovski is going to win this. Main event, Kamaru Usman, a minus 280. Over the plus 240, George Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal. Depends on what you want to call him that day. No word on if the BMF championship is on the line, but if Kamaru Usman wins this, he should walk around with that BMF championship. And he should let it be known that he is the baddest motherfucker in the world. But you got to stand and trade with him if you're doing that, and I don't think Usman's going to do that. I see Usman wrestling... And probably beating Masvidal. I think it'll probably go all five rounds. Let's take a look at some prop bets for this one. The fight doesn't go to the decision is a minus 160. The fight goes to the decision is a plus 120. But I don't I don't like that. I I think that's a little bit too close. Uh, but if you're Masvidal, you go out there and you swing. You pepper him with punches. You go out, if, if you're going to go out, you go out on your shield. Now, he's replacing Gilbert Burns, who I thought was just a fantastic addition to this show, having um, Usman and Masvidal, and, or Usman against Burns. And here's the thing, a lot of respect to Usman, because Usman could have sat around and wait, waited for a big name, but he didn't. He was willing to go out and fight Gilbert Burns, who beat Woodley, Maya, and Nelson. Unfortunately, Burns tested positive for COVID-19, as did his cornermen. So, no dice there. Masvidal is in a very unique position because they... I I thought for sure that UFC would just be like, eh, to hell with it. We got two title fights. We don't need a third one. But they made the deal work, and I'm glad they did. Uh, Masvidal has beaten Teal, Astron, Diaz. Back to back to back. Boy. Now, I mean, in 2017, he lost to Maya and Steven Thompson, and... The Maya fight was a, a welterweight title eliminator too, but you look at the people that that Masvidal or that yeah Masvidal's beaten: Teal, Askren, Diaz, Donald Cerrone, Jake Ellenberger. Towards the end of Ellenberger's career, but James Krause, who is still very good, uh, Tim Means and Michael Chiesa, gamers, KJ Noons, really good fighter. 
And Masvidal's been at it since 03. Masvidal was fighting Rafael Asuncao in 05. Fighting at lightweight and 160. And then just jumping, jumping from division to division. He'd fight, fight Paul Daly one year, then Gilbert Melendez the next. He has fought everybody. There's not a lot that Kamaru Usman is going to show him that he hasn't seen besides that combination at that weight. I don't know the last time that Masvidal has fought somebody who is who has what Kamaru Usman has at that weight, at welterweight. He's able to just drill a hole in Colby Covington's face. You know he can go he can go all five rounds because he's done it. He's done it pretty much four straight times. We've seen him knock out Sergio Marias. We saw him TKO, really, I think his first five wins were by TKO. But we haven't seen that Usman in a long time. Maybe Masvidal will bring it out of him. Guys, make sure you join us Saturday night. I'll be doing a probably a main event watch-along for this one. Leave a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. FightfulMMA.com. We have live discussion over there. There's going to be thousands of comments for this show. Uh, John Morgan of MMA Junkie told me that this event starts 2 a.m. local time at Yaz Island. 2 a.m. local time. My God. We've got pickums up ahead of the show. Check it out, my friends. Until next time, we're out. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big-